Hi everybody, welcome in. As I swap around to Broncos Europe, we've got Michael Collum here. Delighted to have everybody in this evening. Uh, Collum, the NFL is back in T-minus two hours. Can you believe it? It, as I get it, has, it has been a long, long few months. Uh, seems uh, like decades at some point but it is back and uh i i know michael you have uh you've prepared you had a strategy that you have employed for this a big strategy i have to wear glasses because i had to take my contact lenses off but i went to bed immediately after work delighted fresh as a daisy i will definitely fall asleep in the second quarter let's see what happens talking about second quarter third quarter nfl's back we're delighted to be joined by phil milani and Eric Delada from the Denver Broncos. Guys, I'm just getting this ready for the name tags, of course, because I'm so awake. You're you're all welcome in. Welcome in, lads. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Excellent. And guys, just before we start, a bit of breaking news, and it's not on Cortland Sutton. I call him, I may or may not have a section now in Malhai. So <laughs> we expect at, all of the uh, the selfies to take place. Like, I mean, let's just start off. I'm presuming you guys are in the stadium on Monday. Are you guys in the stadium on Monday night? Yeah, we should both be there. Excellent. So uh, a couple of selfies will do. I try to get lads. I try to get calm to get one beside me, but he uh, was very uh, shy, shall we say, camera shy. <laughs> so see what happens. <laughs> I'm waiting for the real thing to get back to mile high in person. You see. Exactly. Yes. Uh, well, let's actually start off. Well, I call him fans. Game three. So it looks column as if if the. If everything does, maybe get back to normal by maybe November, December. And if the border is open, in all seriousness, maybe we get to go over to a game. We did originally pinpoint that Bills game, was it, in December as a potential game. Take work off on the Friday and jump over to Denver for the Saturday. But guys, you must start me, Phil. You must be buzzing that we're, try we're finally getting fans into the stadium. Uh, yeah, uh, Eric and I were actually both at uh, the press conference with the Colorado governor and uh, Brittany Boland the other day. And uh, it seems like they're trying to do this in a really safe and responsible way. And, uh, you know, I think that everybody wants to have fans at the games. It's just uh, what's the best way to do it? How do you get fans inside the stadium? How do you get them out? How do you do concessions? That kind of thing. And it seems like they have a really good plan to do that. Yeah, I think maybe the most interesting thing about the plan is that they're not viewing this as one football game they're viewing it as a bunch of smaller 175 person gatherings so you might go in in your section and you're going to use the restrooms and get concessions in your certain area but you're not going to be in contact with the other 5600 people who are there against the tampa bay buccaneers so i like kind of the out of the box thinking obviously Brittany bowl and the governor of colorado both have worked together to get this done and it sounded to me uh, phil correct me if you think otherwise but it sounds like more and more fans uh, could probably, possibly be let in here as the season goes along. And I think the big thing is they had to have some fans for Tom Brady's arrival. So yes, uh, that was the priority number one, I think. Oh, well, not not for his arrival, Phil. I think to see who gets the the first sack, because uh, as as we know, Tom hasn't had the best of times in the uh, Mile High City. There's there's only one uh, team that he has a losing record against in the league, and uh, that's us. So, fingers crossed, we can keep that going in week three, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who who gets the first sack uh, on Brady in his uh, well, new Colin, jersey. Colin, he's two and zero at the games I'm at. 
so hopefully this won't have an effect on it. Oh, we hadn't factored that in. Um, M- Michael has yet to see the Broncos win. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. That probably that there should have been something when you when you bought the uh, the cutout, Michael, to warn people on that. How long did it take you? To, how many times did you have to go to see a touchdown? To be fair, well, let, let, let's not start this. But I was I was at the Bears game last year, and uh, yeah, I mean, we both we, we, we all know guys how, how that game ended. I was like, I'm finally going to get a win. And look, it's more about the experience. And Phil, you're 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 bang on what you're saying. It'll be great just to be at be at the stadium. And I'm sure, uh, Colin, you know yourself with with the Premier League starting here on Saturday. Hallelujah, by the way. But obviously, no fans being allowed in, so it's going to be good even just to watch the NFL tonight, for example, and seeing fans in the crowds. So. Can't wait, and hopefully we get over at some point. I know Colin is going to pay for the flights, lads, whenever we, uh, it does happen. Yeah, so let's I'm, see I'm, what I, the, I'm on a mission to win the uh, the Euro Millions lottery, so when that happens, that will be uh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, I suppose, speaking of um, uh, like feeling like winning the, the lottery, um, we had just had good news on Cortland Sutton because obviously there was an awful lot of um, sharp intakes of breath, I think, uh, around Broncos country uh, this afternoon. Of what was that about? An, uh, an hour, an hour and a half ago from uh, now. Um, but the, the news that it's day to day, I think, will be an enormous um, relief to, to many. Um, I suppose um what what if anything do you think is is the impact if if Cortland can't start on Monday Phil well I mean who knew practice was so dangerous I I had no (laughs) idea um you know Eric and I were out there watching practice like you mentioned just a couple of hours ago and anytime you see trainers running out to somebody you're just like "Uh oh what happened uh you saw Cortland go down and get helped off there uh I would be surprised if he played on uh, on Monday night. Just uh, by the way, I saw him walking off. I know they say it's day to day, and uh, the official injury report just listed him as limited um, with that shoulder injury. But uh, you know, I don't think you want to have something that lingers all season long. So, yeah, good news. Uh, but I would be safe. It's just week one. Uh, don't try to push it too much here and. Uh, that that's just uh, how I would approach things, but of course, if he can play, if he can go, we've talked all off season about you know how explosive this offense was, how they were going to take shots down the field. Uh, Corlin's son, obviously, a huge part of that. So uh, if he can go, that would be a, a big boost, especially playing uh, one of the better defenses in the league. Yeah, you know, I think. Maybe the team can be smart by holding him out if he's not quite there, but we know Corlin's tough, and you can tell listening to him talk to the press on Thursday just how excited he is for the season to start. So it might be hard to prevent him from just saying, I'm going out there and playing. Um, but, yeah, it is good news. And with Corlin out there, the offense is going to be more explosive. I think the Broncos do have an edge at wide receiver against the Titans cornerbacks. That goes away a little bit if Cortland can't play, but – Listen, when you drafted Jerry Judy, it was partially, I think, to, so that you could have Sutton and Judy and Fant all for Locke to throw to, but it also gave you much better depth because if this had happened last year where Cortland went down and had to miss yeah. a couple games, you would have been in a world of hurt. And we still need to see Jerry Judy prove it on the field, but I, I do feel better about 
you know, the overall state of the wide receiver group and how they can handle this loss. And so I don't think this say he can't go against Tennessee. I don't think that automatically means this offense can't score a touchdown. I would have liked to see them lean on the running game anyway, but I think Jerry Judy's good enough. Deshaun Hamilton's taking a step. We expect Noah Fant to do the same. So uh, I wouldn't, you know, rule out this offense just yet in week one from being able to still compete. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm definitely excited, Colin, to see exactly what's going to happen to this offense. Now, obviously, the news had to happen, Colin, when I was sleeping, but uh, it isn't great. But I'm waking up and panicking now, but it's good to hear he is day to day. That's breaking news as well, guys. As you mentioned there, Phil, day to day this evening, and hopefully he does get better very soon. Colin, I, hopefully a lot of maybe ball run, running the ball as well. You got, when you got Gordon, you got Lindsay, you can, you can do it every down anyway on Monday, couldn't you? Certainly. Uh, I think um, I, I'm fascinated to see our two running backs because I think the two in tandem and I, I think they they can blend really well together. And I think from everything Philip Lindsay has said in the offseason, he is ready to go. And when you have, I mean, we saw season one, right? They this this guy comes in undrafted free agent and he shocked the league he he and but last year despite the fact the league knew what was coming they couldn't stop him um Eric, you have been um at practice you've seen these guys um taking snaps what do you think is um is the ceiling for this combination yeah you know i think that they're going to uh play off each other really well they do different things well uh, Melvin's kind of the, the powerful guy that's hard to bring down. Philip Lindsay also runs between the tackles, but uh, he's got that burst of speed. I think it's going to help Melvin, or excuse me, help Philip that he doesn't have to carry the ball as he as he did a year ago. Um, his explosiveness went down a little bit. The yards of more than twenty yards, or excuse me, the runs of more than twenty yards of thirty yards, they went down from a, when he was a rookie. Um, so hopefully he's able to stay a little bit fresher and then, you know, inside the 10-yard line, just hand the ball to Melvin Gordon. He's powerful. You're not going to be able to bring him down. If he can control some of the fumble issues, I think they've got a really good tandem there. And there's not many teams in the NFL that have two Pro Bowl running backs in their backfield. Uh, you guys forgot to send us our beers. I don't know where. Uh, you guys <laughs> beers. To- yeah. There's there's definitely no beer here, Phil. There's definitely no beer in this house at all. Tonight. Like you know, there's hey. no. Uh, you know. What's going on? Yeah, you, you guys got got to come over. If if I tr- genuinely, if I threw a stone, I can hit the Teeling's Whiskey Distillery and the Guinness Factory. So uh, I mean, they, is it is it that close to Colin? If you throw a stone, is it a metaphor? If you throw, he's 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 he actually is right beside Matt Boyer's favorite coffee place in Dublin. That he, he's not lying about that. Who did you say? Matt, Matt, somebody? <laughs> Matt, yeah. <laughs> Here, lads. No, yes, the, the, there may or may not be beer send over at some point. I, I oh, okay. Hey, you have our address. Talking, <laughs> t- talking about beer and talking about maybe needing to have a beer. Ark, we, we were talking about coming on like a couple of nights ago and literally within a minute. I was actually joking, lads, to call him, like, you know, we're never up this late. Uh, why are we up so late? And then. You guys are always um, awake. You guys are always up this late. I, but on on a work night, especially <laughs> as a teacher, like going to bed late, I'm trying not to do it at the minute, especially until the game start. And then boom, obviously the Von Miller news happens. Um, 
let's start with you phil right like so obviously like, i mean i'm, I'm gonna be honest i was absolutely gutted especially because there's been such a big um there's definitely been a big build up here because of the new nfl season we have a channel now which might not seem like a big deal over there but for us it's, it's crazy you get like good morning football live and stuff and they've really been bigging up the broncos over here and i was just really i was just gutted for vaughn and i feel I'm, I'm sure you can imagine yourself like obviously you being there it's it was a, it was a sad evening on on tuesday yeah, you know, uh, it took the wind out of their sails a little bit. I think just uh, that initial news that, hey, this this eight-time Pro Bowler done for the season maybe, but it seemed like maybe Vic Fangio said there's a chance he could come back toward the end of the season. Uh, but, yeah, I think it took some of the excitement away from just, you know, the start of the season and what maybe some of the expectations were for this team. But, you know, I think that the message from the coaching staff has been, Okay, we're sad for Vaughn, but we got to move on, and we have to uh, be able to uh, pick things up here and still get re-energized for this Titans game. But I, I think anytime you lose a guy like Vaughn, who's obviously a leader on this team, uh, probably in my opinion a future Hall of Famer, a guy who always has this energy about him, this playfulness that you know when he's out there and he's just stretching and you know he's playing around with the guys, he loosens the mood up. Uh, whenever you lose somebody like that, you're going to feel it all throughout the team. And I think that uh, what Drew Locke said the other day was important, that this isn't just a pass rush issue. This is going to affect the whole team, and everybody's got to step their game up just a little bit more. And I think that if you looked at this Broncos defense, you would have thought that pass rush was going to be one of its strongest suits. Now when you remove a guy like Bond, that – all of a sudden, the depth there becomes a big question mark. Uh, we've heard uh, some rumors flying around that, you know, the Broncos have been looking to bring some guys in from off the street and uh, add to that position. But, look, I think that the offense is going to have to score more now. I think that, uh, you know, it just affects the whole team. You know, yeah. The, uh, sorry, go ahead, Colin. No, I, I was just going to say, I suppose – um the what what I found interesting um was Vaughn's response in in terms of he he tweeted out that photo of Kobe and Kobe obviously suffered the Achilles injury at 34. A lot of people said at that point that, you know, you can't come back from this, not at 34. And look, mm. Kobe proved everybody wrong. And I think it kind of highlighted Vaughn's mentality. We, we saw, we talked about it all offseason. I know when we had you guys on earlier in the offseason, we talked about the, the work that Vaughn was putting in. And I, I suppose, Eric, I'm just wondering in terms of, you know he he'll still be around you might lose that um you know energy in in the dressing room but you have been in and around the the team you've seen them practicing for the summer who were the guys you think might step up to fill that that leadership void we've seen todd davis um move on and and now vaughn but who are the the new um leaders for this team yeah well i think you're spot on there with Todd Davis just because he was a vocal guy. I look at Kareem Jackson. He's a vocal, especially on game days. He's a guy that gives the team a lot of energy. And then I think Jarrell Casey, who's new, but is a veteran in this league. Um, I think Jarrell probably had a positive influence on Vaughn, let alone the rest of the team. So I look to those two guys on defense and then it has to be Drew Locke on offense and, and really the whole team. They have to believe in him. Uh, you saw how energized uh, 
Vaughn was by Drew at the end of the last year, called him an expletive rock star. I mean, he was all aboard the Drew Locke hype train that I think we've all been, uh, we've hopped on that. But, but listen, I mean, while the Broncos take a hit here and their margin for error goes down, like Phil mentioned, the, the depth just doesn't exist right now. They still are, I think, better at a lot of positions than they were a year ago. And even with a Von Miller who was relatively ineffective at times last year because of Bradley Chubb's injury, this team still won seven games, was still four and one with Drew Locke. And so I'm not of the opinion that this means this team drops to three and 13 or four and 12. You know, does it hurt you? And does it mean maybe you're not a top five defense and you're a top 10 or 15 unit instead and you've got to rely on the offense a little bit? Sure, but I think Vic Fangio hit the nail on the head when he said, we've still got a good football team here, even if we lost a really good football player. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm really excited to see the leadership from Jarrell Casey. He already looks like he's been there 10 years, which I think sums up how, how good he is. So let's see. Uh, it's been interesting seeing some of the names floated out on Twitter, but we're not going to name them. Let's see what happens and let's enjoy the next few days. Guys, starting with Phil yourselves, guys, um, a very different offseason to what we're used to. Uh, it's hard to believe. I was watching videos calling back last night from, from April. It's just, it's been very, I cannot believe we're sitting an hour and a half, two hours out from kickoff. How have you guys found the off season? Because obviously you were literally remote working for like two to three months and then there's been no preseason. I, I'd say you'll be very happy whenever the uh, the ball is kicked into the air on for, on Thursday night, Monday night slash Tuesday morning. Uh, it's been a strange off season for sure. I mean, just being removed from the facility for so long, you know, uh, we I, I wasn't here from March, April, May, June, and almost all of July. So five months there where you're just completely removed from any interaction with the players at all. Uh, so that aspect of it's been strange. And then once the guys came back, it's been a long few weeks of practice here where you know, we didn't have any games to talk about. These guys have just been hitting each other for a long time now. Uh, I think that they're all excited to uh, line up and face a different colored uniform come Monday. But at the same time, it's been strange because it feels like this camp has gone by very fast. I think everybody's just had a lot of other things going on in their lives where, you know, uh, there's been just so much happening that it's not just been all football. So uh, I think that in that way, it's gone by really fast. And, uh, you know, talking to coaches, they had to accelerate things much faster. And maybe they didn't get to install. They installed everything, but they didn't get the same amount of reps that they would normally like to get before they play a real game. So mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if come Monday night, things were a little bit sluggish to start, maybe uh, – maybe some punts and stuff to start. And then once the excitement of playing and uh, all the nerves and that kind of stuff goes away and they just play football, then they'll get into a little bit of a rhythm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that Phil finally got a haircut because that was tough to look at there for several months. Um, <laughs> it looks nice now, I think. Um, no, I think one of the, the better things is that you kind of appreciate some of these practices, some of these events that maybe we take for granted, you know, the draft or um, yeah. being able to listen into an OTA meeting or 
the first unpadded practice of training camp. Normally those are things we just uh, check the boxes with, but this year it's been like, wow, football's back. We're, we're grateful to have what little bits we can. And uh, I, you know, I kind of agree with Phil that it might be sluggish, but I, I almost expect a lot of these week one games to just be wild, like some college football games, because you don't know a lot about the teams. Uh, everyone's hidden stuff all off season. So it wouldn't surprise me to see some crazy end of game situations, uh, you know, whether that's miscues on teams parts or, or just making great plays. But uh, I think we're going to appreciate this weekend even more because there is no preseason football that this is the first time you've seen, I mean, knock on wood here because of the way practice has gone, but this is the first time you're going to see Drew Locke in a real game in what, nine months. Um, and same with a, a Bradley Chubb or a Justin Simmons or, or whoever, but, uh, it's going to be really nice when they finally kick off and we get to see what type of team we've got. Yeah, and like lads, seriously, I, I, I'm probably going to shed more tears uh, with seeing Scott Hansen on Sunday night with, with, with NFL Red Zone than I probably did on my wedding day, never mind Monday night as well. So it's going to be like we didn't even talk about Bradley Chubb, but lads, here, if you are, you know, embrace Monday night because look, look at the cut of this. 3.20 a.m., everybody, Tuesday morning. Um, oh so maybe go to bed at 7 or 8. 4.20 a.m. in Europe. So Sky Sports NFL, the new channel, NFL Game Pass. And obviously, if you're lucky enough to live in America, it's on ESPN. And you actually will get a night's sleep after the game. Uh, hey, lads, look, I'm sure Colin, you agree. Great great to have you on. Um, just obviously wish you all the best during the season. It's hard to believe now we're so close. And um, I guess we'll see you, Colin, and I'll see you guys in, in Tampa. And yeah. So. Sounds good. I, I think exactly. alongside alongside the beer, what we are going to try and send over, uh, Phil and Eric, is some uh, lucky four-leaf clovers because uh, I, I think we could all use those. So um, we'll, we'll 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 send those over, and yeah, see you guys in uh, in Tampa. We'll uh, pass them out in the locker room to those guys, so <laughs> they're the ones who need it. <laughs> guys, thanks very much for coming on. Really appreciate it, and I uh, really admire your dedication to wake up at that time to watch football. Uh, I know Eric definitely wouldn't do that. I would, but uh, <laughs> I just, it's really admirable. That's true. Thanks, yeah. I just I, I just stay up so I don't have to wake up. Excellent. Well, I could take a bit of advice from you guys, and, and I'll see you what I can because I need help to stay up. <laughs> guys, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you.